The Arctic is a subject that's consuming politicians and academics, environmentalists and engineers. And at the Louisiana Museum of Modern Art, located in Omlebeck, a town just outside of Copenhagen, their new exhibition is an immersion into this place, from heroic tales and scientific expeditions to artistic observations, or instigations, depending on the piece. Since the museum opened in 1958, they've avoided getting bogged down by art institution rhetoric. It's a museum that's always run toward the new and the relevant, and above all has followed their senses, never afraid of a little experimentation. Like that time in the 1960s, with ensuing high society horror, when Nam Junpei dumped flour on his head after a concert. But staying true to their ceaseless entry, today they welcome over 600,000 visitors a year. And for their current show, titled The Arctic, they've pieced together a cultural narrative around a society's fascination with the North Pole. Co-curated by Louisiana's director, Paul Eric Tona, and Matthias Susing Seberg, the show mixes artifact and artwork, poetry and hard science, to paint a unique portrait of a mythic landscape. Our ambition has been throughout the exhibition to, to sort of interweave uh, the sort of the imaginaries with, 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 with real moments or real, uh, real situations, so to speak. Oh, the way we envision the Arctic is very much an, imagine, an imaginary. And, and uh, I think it's obvious that, that our sort of investment in this landscape is also deeply tied to our idea of beauty. Less people would be invested in fighting for this landscape if it wasn't so beautiful in a sort of very uh, otherworldly sense. In a room titled Sublime, spoons and forks form a phantom place setting. This was the cutlery that accompanied Englishman John Franklin's last expedition in 1845, from which he and his crew would never make it back. Some artifacts are a glimpse of glorious failure, others a historical record of a journey complete. And a few steps away, photographs of melancholic nostalgia by French artist Sophie Cal hang on the wall. She's traveling north to bury some of her deceased mother's belongings, a final wish granted by a faithful daughter. When you go to an art exhibition, all you see is art. You never see the, the outside world in a way. I mean, art can sort of give you images of that, but I think a crossover exhibition, it situates art in the world and not as something alien or other to the, to the world. From the 15th century onwards, um, you see uh, an imagined uh, Arctic. So before people have actually gone up there, they start draw drawing it in maps. So what we don't know, we, we just make up. In a way, the maps have that both parts. They have the imaginary and they have the very real. But the very real is always sort of uh, reflecting uh, sort of our, our interests and our investment in the landscape. Newt Jensen, the museum's founder, would always say that a cold exhibition has to be followed by a hot. Match the dense and the heavy with a show that lures the senses, breathes a bit in color and form. The Louisiana holds true to its mission today. Jackson Pollock's Drips and Spatters are on show next. It's clear the museum's focus has always been on the people. It was the first to open a cafeteria in the 1950s, inviting patrons to sit and stay a while. And its stunning grounds are for meandering and exploring, scattered with works from Giacometti, Gardel, and Serrano. This place is about discovery across disciplines. 
There is an openness in this house uh, which takes in philosophers, uh, literary scholars, uh, people who come from um, advertising and artists. And, and in, I think that is still probably part of the portrait of this institution. And Louisiana allows itself to, to do that. Let's be wiser about the one from looking at the other. It's not a competition, it's just a different kind of questioning. And today, as nations are vying for the North, negotiating trade routes and expanding development, and the Arctic landscape threatens to disappear, this exhibition takes a visionary stance that activates dialogue on every level, from science to pop culture. They even invited Superman. To get to the exit, you have to pass by the Fortress of Solitude. One of the principal obligations of museums is to look after things that otherwise would disappear. So to us, we wanted to now sort of, in a way, make a status over something that is disappearing and sort of help preserve the visual sort of uh, world that sort of surrounds it in a way, or is fascinated by it. For Monaco and Omlevik, I'm Daniel Barney. Thank you.